the Calcio Podcast, episode 129. Listeners, ciao. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're all well. We are in full Euro 2020 mode in 2021. We've got Uncle Sharma, Rahul Sharma, on the podcast, YouTuber um, and friend of the podcast, now a recurring guest on to discuss Gli Azzurri. Um, under some pretty sus circumstances, we hoped to be able to discuss Gli Azzurri's squad for the Euro. Um, as we were recording the pod, the squad wasn't announced yet. We're June 1st, as we're recording this, it's, it's the deadline for the squad to have been submitted to UEFA and presumably released to the public as a result. But as we were recording, this this event was going on, La La La, La Notte Azzurra, on Rai Uno, uh, which looked like a 90s TV show, a 90s, t- typical of Italian television, just a classic Rai 90s weird show where the entire squad was on stage, but it wasn't actually a presentation of the squad as we thought. So we make sense of everything as it's going on. We're trying to understand what's going on live during the podcast. And just a fair disclaimer, as we end the podcast, naturally, of course, this is how it plays out. Of course, it it happens just as soon as we stop recording. Uh, The fucking squad gets released. So we actually midway through, you'll you'll hear you'll hear a little a little a little breakaway to um, our live reaction after the final squad is released, and the rest of the podcast will consist of us being very confused, just generally confused about what's going on about the show uh, itself. And uh, the one thing I could tell you, the one thing I would request, the one thing that I would um, counsel you all to do is to go watch. Highlights of the show. Check out our Twitter at Cultural Podcast. See some of the highlights. Um, yeah, just look up La Notte Azzurra. See some of the... Just, just get a little vibe check of what it was we were dealing with. Uh, absolutely unreal. Rahul and I tried to make sense of it live in real time. Plus, we'll discuss Antonio Conte leaving Inter, Simone Inzaghi coming in, a couple of other cultural-related bits of news. But uh, yeah, definitely a big, heavy focus on... The Italy squad ahead of the tournament. We'll talk about Giacomo Raspadori getting included at the last second. Kind of out of nowhere. We'll discuss Matteo Politano being left out. Pessina being left out. Toloi being left in. We'll discuss the very important issue of who the third goalkeeper is. Why Moiskin might have been left out. And what we can expect of the players that were taken to the tournament. Plus expectations ahead of the tournament's kickoff next week as we face Turkey on June 11th. So we're really wrapping up to the Euro now. We're in full Azzurri mode. And we encourage you all to jump on the train with us. Jump on the bandwagon. Choo-choo. Let's fucking go. Uh, And sit back, relax, and enjoy this 129th episode. Now without further ado, let's kick it off and throw it away to Pino. Take it away. Bye. Let's go. Catenazzo, che donna sei. Io delle donne non mi fido, il corteggiamento è un rito, troppo spesso si finisce. Che una donna ti tradisce. E non mi importa se son bionde, non mi importa se son more, a me basta che siano tonde e disposti a far l'amore io da bambino. Veramente fui cacciato dalla scuola perché la professoressa mi faceva molto gore quando facevo il militare. Poi la moglie del tenente mi faceva le moine di una presa tra la gente, perciò bambina. Se sono qui per te stasera è una fortuna. Andiamo! Let's go, Rahul. Let's just let's get into it, bro. I mean, we're we're, we're live now. We're, we're live. <laughs> let's go, bro. Let's uh, let's get right into it, man. I mean, I don't think we're gonna get any more clarity now. 
This is clearly a huge fucking mess. This whole squad announcement, I don't even know where to begin, man. What the fuck? I, holy crap. Well, uh, listeners, welcome to episode number 129 of the Cultural Podcast. Sam Adamo coming at you. Thank you for joining us. I'm joined by the handsome and powerful Rahul Sharma. Uh, Rahul, what's going on, man? I have no clue. What the hell was the point of that whole thing? Dude, I'm sorry. I'm thrown for a loop. Like, I, 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 can't, I, can't, fucking, like, if, I can't focus until I know what the hell this is. I know. I'm the same. I'm just like, like as you said, like the deadline's in like an hour. <laughs> so what the hell are they waiting for? Yeah, we, we were just talking off pod before about what a fucking mess this whole, this whole Notte Azzurra is. <laughs> but would you expect anything less? Only in Italy, isn't it? Only in Italy. Straight off, right off the bat, straight, straight away. Only in Italy moment to start off the pod. I was, I was, I was refreshing the Azzurri Twitter to see like, you know, maybe they announced. Yeah, why would they? Why would they do that? Why would they post it on Twitter or stream it on YouTube? Why would they make it simple, right? Who wants that? No, instead, let's make an ordinate pre-recorded 90s style show. I'm surprised there aren't any showgirls presenting it. That's the one thing missing right now that would make it like the most Italian TV show the most Italian TV moment ever. But no, why would they Why would they make it simple when they can just have the entire squad up on stage and suggest that what they're going to do is just execute two guys until they get to 26, when in fact all they're really going to do is just tease the tournament, tease us, and then release it, what, what, like in, in three hours? It's a three-hour event, for fuck's sake. I don't even, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I have no idea what they're doing, man. I, I don't know. We're trying to get uh, our minds around this live in real time. We're confused as hell right now. We thought the squad would be announced and it still isn't. So this is us making sense of what we thought would be a squad announcement, but where no squad is actually being announced yet. I, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. I don't even know what this show is. There's there's no way to announce a squad that isn't uh, cringy. There really isn't. No, but, you know, it's, this is Italy, so you have to do a... only an Italy moment. Yeah, but England wasn't much better, man. I mean, you you, you saw it was announced earlier today they had wretch 32 create create an original an original track or some freestyle or whatever the hell it was and it it's impossible for it not to be cringe because it's like no no draws no draws not possible no draws we fight to the end yeah like it's it's, <laughs> it's hey man it's wavy it's wavy still it's a bit cringe but still it's, i think it's better than what italy did today just I don't know, press conference, man. Just press conference. These are the players. Well, I, I like what we were talking about before in private. The idea of the idea of just having everyone on stage and then just execution style. Just <laughs> just snap at someone and say, you're out. Get out of here. And then just immediately, kind of like on the X Factor, kind of like on the X Factor, like as soon as you get knocked off, you get interviewed, you have someone in your face <laughs> saying, what are your thoughts? How do you feel right now? We have Mancini like on the voice. He like he turns or he turns around. <laughs> if he if he likes you, he turns around. Otherwise, he doesn't turn around. Yeah, there's no non-cringy way of doing it. I think this whole squad revelation isn't unusual though. They always do it this way. They always yeah. do it this way. But it's I don't it's not such like a I don't think it's such a epic moment that it needs all this build up. Like you know, it's now it's 26 guys. It used to be 23. So even three of those guys are probably gonna be like up in the stands anyway. This is all for two cuts. This is all for two cuts. The other day they they re, they reduced the squad to 28 on Sunday. Uh, so I I I don't know I don't know. This is it feels like it could have been avoided, but 
I mean, yeah. I, I as, guess as, if it we're, builds, as like, we're shooting this, we're like one hour before the deadline, and still the squad is still not out. It's ridiculous, man. The the, the fucking the fucking squad has to be released. I, well, I don't know when when is the deadline. I know it's June first, so I assume that it's probably already been submitted to UEFA. This is just deferring the public announcement. I mean, they've yeah. submitted the squad, so here we are. Here we are, just totally, <laughs> the totally, social media uh, totally in the way. blind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The PR team doesn't even know yet. He doesn't even have the list yet. He's he's he's, he's firing up the visual. Yeah. Um. So so we'll we'll see. This is funny because we wanted to do this podcast this week to kind of break down the Euro squad, and it's not even out yet. And I don't I don't even know. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what more there is to say, Matt. It's 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 being announced live as we speak. We we thought we would start potting reasonably late at the end of the day so i figured okay the, the squad will be out today at the latest and here we are and and again i i, I don't know what it is i don't know what it is about tv in italy but th- th- there's th- there's this weird culture of just these tv shows of ra- like just audiences uh, a lot of blue a lot of blue light um a split screen kind of like a zoom call where there's like a montage and you see the people in the audience just smiling and Entry music and, and watching and watching the video that, uh, that, that that is being played on a screen, but that's also being played on TV for for home viewers to watch. It, it just the whole thing feels like an episode of Cheposta Perte. You said it on Twitter. You reply. You reply. I saw you just replied to my tweet <laughs> when when I said that it looked like uh, Gianluca Vialli and Roberto Mancini were like a reconciled a reconciled marriage <laughs> or something. Or, yeah. I I don't know, man. So I, I guess we'll have to break down. The squad as it drops live. I'll, I'll keep refreshing Twitter here. But uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, so we, we we didn't actually properly introduce you, Rahul Sharma. Uh, welcome back to the pod. You are now a recurring guest. You were you were supposed to come on a few weeks ago. I'm very happy to have you back on now. Uh, you can check out Rahul on all platforms uh, as Uncle Sharma. He's on Twitter at our Sharms with two Zs. Two Zs. No, two Zs. And you can check out his content on YouTube. He is Uncle Sharma inter videos. Just search up Uncle Sharma. He'll be the first one to come up if you're an Interista. It's been a big week for Inter. I think we should probably just get to some news and stuff and just shoot the shit about what's been going on the past few days because we don't even know what the Italy squad's looking like yet. What have you made of the last seven days? Oh, do we do we have to talk about Inter? Well, you, you, listen, you, you you won your title. Now it's time to pay your dues. You got to enjoy the celebrations for two days and... Let's get in. Let's get into the hard stuff. Literally, now. there's not even an exaggeration. It was yeah, three days I think until the Conte announcement that he was leaving. Three days we got of happiness. That's all this club can can give Interisti. Just um, just a painful club to support, man. But um, oh, shut up! You're the fucking title winners. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that. No, Napoli is a painful club to support. Napoli is a painful club to support. Um. I don't know. Hellas Verona is a painful club to support. You ever tried watching one of their games? It's infernal. Some people do that 40 times a year. It's terrible. You guys, you you know, you guys won the title. You did you, you did what you what you not necessarily what you thought you'd do, but what you hoped you'd do under Antonio Conte, which was that within two years you'd win a title. And then you knew there was an occupational risk there. It's an occupational hazard of having Antonio Conte. You know, if he doesn't like the circumstances that that surround him if he doesn't like the situation he's in if he doesn't feel he has like an optimal an optimal situation whereby he has the greatest chance of success he'll he'll back out he's done it two three times before 
it's not a real surprise. We, we've been joking about this for a while. I think what's really fucked up is how quickly it happened and when it happened, just two days after the season ended. Yeah, no, a little <laughs> a bit like, you know, he's the captain jumping off the, the shinking ship or was that guy you were talking Costa, about? The Costa Concordia guy. Costa Concordia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You've seen these leaks, literal uh, financial leaks in the inter, you know, the money's leaking out and stuff like that. And he's, and he's thinking, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> You're gonna sell Hakimi. You're gonna sell my main guys. I don't need this. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in him, to be honest, because I thought, I thought this time round he, he understood. Like he's talked about how he understands, like you know, the the pandemic, the situation, the economy, how Inter are struggling financially. And then I thought maybe this time round he's got one year left on his contract. I thought for once he'll he'll actually complete a contract in his life. Um, but yeah, as you said, it's no, not a surprise at the end of the day that he left uh, that he left Inter. But the fact that he also got you know his seven seven million payoff, he got half half of the salary that he was owed. Um, I don't know how he negotiated that. I mean, yeah, exactly. Quit, quit. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think he. I guess he had probably racked up enough good faith because he had won the title. But the bonus. My, my, my God, like for for a guy like Antonio Conte. Just, Juve through and through, former captain, won the title with Juve um, as a manager and as a player. And then to have gone to Inter, just against, just thrown his, thrown his, 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 not, his, not that he threw his morals out the window, but he threw his, you know, um, partisanship out the window, I guess. And then to have gone to Inter and just, just, he, he only, he literally only cares about putting himself in the best position to win and, uh anything else that befits him so money definitely but is 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 something that he'll that he'll push for but i think he really wants to win above all else but my point is he has no he has no moral qualms about just extorting a club for 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 money when they're down like talk 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 about and you know you know listen again he has no he has no he has no personal affinity to inter he doesn't so he doesn't give a shit to kick them while they're down right what out of out of respect yeah, Chelsea, you know, his payout was like, he took Chelsea to court um, to, for like 20 something million pounds at the end. So I guess Inter wanted to avoid that sort of situation where, you know, you get into a legal battle where usually, you know, the employee usually has the, has more of a, a you know, I guess a case in the, in legal, in the legal way. So what yeah, I don't like, get is, you know, no, go, go on. I'll let you finish. Sorry. No, oh, yeah, no, that's what I want to say. Like, I just guess we're just trying to avoid legal troubles. You know, obviously that's the last thing into one right now. But also, um, the fact that I felt like you know this team is literally built in his image. Like, you know, we've gave him pretty much everything he wanted, um, every single player he wanted. You know, even even the Kolarovs and the Vidal's. You know that you know that you guys we, are stuck with now. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, shouts out to my guy Arturo Vidal though. He still scored that goal against Juve, so I'll always. Always have some, always have some love for him for that one. Dunking on Danilo's head in that in the Derby d'Italia after kissing the badge, as the Juve fans would say. I but, I just I just don't get how Antonio Conte can dunk on you guys now and extort seven million euro out of out of out of the club if he's quitting. He wasn't fired. Like they, I mean, officially they said it was mutual consent, right? Yeah. Or by mute by it was a mutual agreement right they, they, they had agreed that they were best to part ways but 
I, I don't, I don't know. He could have just said, I want to leave. And Inter could have said, nope, you got a contract. And he could have said, okay, I'm out. In which case he broke the contract and he's doing nothing. Right. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I guess maybe Marotta probably didn't want to screw him over royally because they go back a while. That could be some, that could be a factor, but I, I mean, look, look, the entire, the entirety of Serie A right now has a managerial merry-go-round going on. And the only two that have been, the only two sort of, I guess, quote unquote, big clubs, uh, not big clubs in terms of size, but big clubs in terms of how they've been playing the past couple of years in terms of how they played this last year, clubs in terms of who might be challenging for a title. Right now you have Inter, excuse me, right now you have Milan and you have Atalanta who have the same manager and every other one is changing. You've got Napoli who are getting Spalletti, Allegri's coming back to Juve. Not that big, a, you know, not that jarring a cultural move, I think, because he knows the club, but still a new manager. You guys are looking to get Simone, Simone Inzaghi now, meaning that Lazio will have to get someone new as well. Roma are getting Mourinho. Yeah, so I wonder, I wonder if Atalanta maybe just, just pounce on everyone and kind of keep the momentum rolling under what's working or under a coach who, who knows what to do to get his team to work. And I wonder if other teams kind of have a little period of adaptation and maybe... Maybe that's to the benefit of Milan and Atalanta, but I think if it's going to be to the benefit of anyone, it would probably be Atalanta. Um, I wonder how you guys will adjust under Simone Inzaghi. He likes to play three at the back as well, so he does have that going for him, but it, it, it'll probably be a little bit tough because, again, it's Conte's team in a lot of ways, like, like yeah. in terms of personnel, but also, I think, in terms of culture. They really bought into him and 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 his methods and... You know, eventually it burns out. I think it, it fizzles oh, yeah. out over time, but it hasn't. I mean, it, there was only one real season of big success under him, so I don't think that period had arrived yet. I think they, they were still very much on board, and I wonder how that change affects the team. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, as I said earlier, like yeah, this image, the team is built in his image. You know, the only guy that he didn't really get was N'Golo Kante. Every every other player that he wanted. You know, he cried pretty much for for Lukaku. He was on his knees as soon as he came in. I think he would have quit, you know. I think he would have quit within the first season if he didn't get Lukaku, I'm being honest. Like, that's how much he was pushing for Lukaku in the summer, in his first summer. Like, he was on the verge of tears in every press conference um, on, on his knees. But, um, yeah, we've got he's got every single player. So this is a Conte, you know, even more than the Chelsea's and the Juventus because I feel like those teams are kind of still... You know, he kind of made do, but this team is just literally, you know, he was almost the uh, the 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 direttore sportivo, the, the sporting director when he got every every single player he wanted. So, but Inzaghi coming in, as you said, exact same formation, three five two. He runs at Lazio, you know, heavy emphasis on the wing backs and uh, you know the three at the back. And yeah, I think I think I think he was my, he was my personal pick uh, after Allegri. Obviously, he was my number one pick, but after Allegri. Inzaghi was my number one choice because out of what's out there available, I'm not saying he's, you know, amazing, but I just felt like he could have continued that project. And he's he seems quite hungry. He's still relatively young for a coach, 45 years old. He's only started coaching in 2016, and he's won a couple of trophies under his belt. Low cost in terms of wages, especially compared to Conte. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy with Inzaghi to be honest. I'm uh, I'm ready to back him. Limone, Limone Inzaghi. Yeah, I'm I'm still not over how some managers can have such a big ego that if they don't think that 
I, I mean, I, I guess you have to, you have to respect it in a certain way, but sometimes you, sometimes you got to look at them and say, bro, like is, 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 is how, how much of this, how much of this is to do with your, you being, you being super melodramatic, you being a diva, like Marcelo Bielsa notoriously, infamously left Lazio after like a day, after like two <laughs> days, after like two days. And he's, he's a guy who's very dead set in certain ideas. He doesn't want to work with who he has. He, if he doesn't have total buy-in, um, then he's out. I mean, and again, I, I guess it makes sense. There, there's, there's a natural desire that anyone has to have as much control over their day-to-day in, 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 their, in, their, in their life. It makes sense. I mean, there's rumor, there are rumors now that Pochettino might leave PSG because he doesn't have as much control over the club as he did at Tottenham, which isn't shocking. But I think guys like Bielsa, guys like Conte, take it to another level because it, it really is this idea that if I don't have things exactly my way, I can't compromise. I can't. How could I? These are my ideas. I'm dead set in them. You're married to my ideas or you're not. And listen, people are willing to pay exorbitant amounts of money for him. He's had success. Jose Mourinho, for example, hasn't had a lot of success in the past couple of jobs he's had. So he's had to bend a little bit. You know, he has to kind of make do. I'll give you an example. There are rumors now a couple hours ago that apparently Henrik Mkhitaryan is going to resign at Roma, which is great for them. It's great for the club objectively. But I don't know if, I don't know if Petty Mourinho five years ago would have stood for that, a player who he didn't like at a previous club who he had, you know, he, who, he, who he had beef with. Yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know if he would have stood for that. But he doesn't have as much of a leg to stand on now, right? Yeah, he's Mourinho, but, you know, what have you done for me lately, right? So, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess Antonio Conte just knows that. I don't know. <laughs> I saw some people say, I heard someone say he's a, he's a, he's a, which is ridiculous. I love when people use this term, but he's a, he's a, he's a championship merchant or he's a title merchant, as if yeah. that's a bad thing. Genaletti once called, Genaletti once called Ronaldo a Sioux merchant, to which I said, so he scores goals. He scores goals. You know what I mean? Or uh, so someone once called uh, Rom- Fabrizio Romano, the journalist, like a tap-in merchant. Yeah, yeah, here we go, merchant, because he only because he only confirmed like he only confirms stuff when he's 100 percent sure. Like that's a bad thing, yeah. but 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 it is true to an extent. Like Conte does not want to lose. No manager does, but I think some guys are just willing to play the game. Yeah, you know, it's uh, things didn't go our way. You know, Pirlo was nonchalant that way. He was like, oh, you know, yes, uh, this this didn't work out and it didn't go our way. But you know, we we, we we're gonna continue to implement our ideas. No, Conte would have been Conte would have been livid. He can't even control. He can't even control his mouth in a press conference after. He's on the verge of tears when he loses a game. Yeah. So if he's gonna take a job, can, I think it'll be because he can brag this season that this is the quietest he's been, like in terms of moaning about transfers and stuff. So that tells you, you know, how much he actually controlled himself. Uh, do we do we have any fucking updates on this Italy squad? Jesus Christ! Let me, let me have a quick look on. Uh, it, 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 it no, no, nothing. No. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. So this is the uh, this is the uh, the Azzurri squad uh, breakdown pod. And we don't even have the Azzurri squad. It's Tuesday, the 1st of June. The deadline is today. We're recording this. What, what, what is it? Is it about 10 o'clock? Yeah, it's almost Central 10. Central European time. Yeah. So 11, 
11 Central European time. An hour, an hour before, I would hope they'd announce it. I don't know. You know what this is? This is just Italy having a culture of just doing stuff late. Not, not being tardy, but just eating late, you know? Just, just, just very go, chill. Just going, out, going out to dinner at 10 o'clock. A prime time show is at 10 o'clock. Not at 8, not at 9. No, it's, it's, gonna, it's a 150-minute show. It's a two-hour show. It's going to go till midnight. You know, it's... It's it's typical of Italian culture. I I still can't get, I still can't get over that they they said they were going to announce the squad and then every single one of the twenty eight players that was a part of the squad as of two days ago was on stage. I I don't I could be wrong. That could also not be what's happening. I'm getting my news from Twitter now because I can't stream Rai outside of Italy. So I had to. I was telling you off pod before. I had to I had to download a a Venetian VPN. <laughs> To to, <laughs> to to access the stream after it cut out, and I missed the bones of it. So all the players that were coming out, I missed. So <laughs> so here's the thing, and here's where my mind is at right now. I was trying to scan the stage from a distance when they would pan away when I was streaming the event live, and I didn't see any platinum blonde hair pop out on screen. So I don't know. I don't know if Federico Bernardeschi might have actually been cut. <laughs> Rahul is fist bumping right now. Um, I, I saw Politano on stage and I saw Berardi on stage. <laughs> we know Chiesa's not getting cut. So maybe Bernardeschi actually wound up getting cut. After the other day, I don't know if you saw, after the San Marino game, he did, uh, after captaining the side, um, and I guess it wouldn't be a big shock because everyone that started that game was on the bubble pretty much. Like Cranio started in goal, he got cut. Biragi got cut. Um, Moiskian got cut. We'll get to that. Castrovilli got cut. Um, Raspadori was Raspadori even on the bench in that one? I didn't. I don't fucking remember. So many players featured in that game. I think he had already gotten released to the U21 setup. But in any event, Bernardeschi was part of that group on the bubble. Uh, Grifo, another guy that got cut. But I don't know if you saw after the game, like yeah, he was so- being. He was being interviewed on the Rai, and the interview made waves for a couple of reasons, which again we can also get into. But I, like, <laughs> the interviewer had just finished uh, speaking to Roberto Mancini and confirmed and basically confirmed to Bernardeschi. He says, um, "And Bernardeschi could be in the squad. I don't know." As we're recording this, I know listeners, as you're listening to this pod, you could just go Google the squad and you'll find it. But live in real time, we have no idea what the squad is. But the, the guy interviewing Bernard basically said, uh, Roberto Mancini just basically confirmed that you're safe. So uh, this must feel good. And he's like, yeah, yeah, excellent. I love the amount of confidence he's shown to me. How funny would it be if he actually wound up getting cut? Nah, that guy's not getting cut, bro. He was captain. I, I knew at the moment that he had the book captain's arm, but I guess I'm I was like, this guy, we can't beat this guy. Politano scored two goals in that game, but Bernardeschi looked good. Mind you, it's, you know, it's San Marino's B team, but. Does San Marino even have an A team? I heard someone. Yeah, I was gonna say if they have A team, <laughs> like that, the B team must be even worse. Whatever, but um, I don't know. Just you, you could see, you could see the way he moves with the ball and vision he has. Bernard, it's oh, it's okay. good. It's it's good. It's good when he gets in. Don't stall, man. Don't stall. I know you like Bernardeschi for the Azzurri, man, but oh, well, he's God. well. I like him. I like him as a right winger more than I like him as an inverted uh, left wing back. Oh yeah, no, of course, yeah. That's yeah, as he said himself. That's his actual position. The shot he fired at Pirlo, which is let's Pirlo. talk about that shot that he fired at Pirlo. So Italy yeah. smoked San Marino seven nil in a nothing friendly, where basically again the entire eleven that was started was was on the bubble. 
So it was kind of like a last hurrah, show me what you got. But realistically, Mancini's mind was probably already made up because within two days, most of them had gotten cut. After the game, Bernardeschi was, was quoted in the media as having said, yes, I'm much better with the national team because I'm told that I can take risks and express myself and uh, I'm played in my correct position and I feel much better as a result. That's what he was quoted as having said. If you watch the interview, it's not really what he said. It's not really what he said. He said, I feel good. And then when asked, do you feel that you are able to take risks in this team? He said, yes. So you, you know what I mean? What's he going to say? No, no, I don't feel like I can take risks. Mm. But again, the Italian media does what they do and they formulate a quote with a question mark. He never, he never mentioned Pirlo directly, but Pirlo's wife seemed to have taken exception. I don't know if you saw, she came out on Instagram and posted a collage of like Chiesa, Ronaldo and Buffon. With cutouts of each of them thanking Pirlo for his time at Juve and juxtaposed that with an article with the quote that Bernardeschi was alleged to have said after the game. And she wrote, this is how real champions behave compared to you, you fucking scumbag Bernardeschi. How brave you are for taking risks against San Marino. Oh my goodness, the bravery. Uh, she, yeah, so she, she came out and roasted him, but I mean, it wasn't even really what he said. He, he didn't come out with any malintent at all. If you listen to the quote, if you listen to the interview, he's not being malicious at all. It's just her probably reading the quote and going nuts. I, 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 I would assume. But I mean, come on! Like you can only t you can only play against the opponent that's in front of you. Thought that was a little bit harsh. Um, was that actually Pirlo's wife? Do you know if it was confirmed to be her? Because I, I, I just yeah, saw yeah. tweets that it was her. I don't, I don't know. I know he's. He's with some new woman. I think he got divorced a few years ago. I don't even know who the new woman is. I, I don't know her name. So, yeah, I double checked on the on the on the Wikipedia earlier. So yeah, seems like checked. it's proven legit. Yeah. What 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 do you what 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 do you what do you what are you, you going to do? I have the I have the exact quote here of of what he was apparent what he was what he was alleged to have said. So the quote here is Bernardeschi frecciata a Pirlo in nazionale gioco nel mio ruolo. So. Bernardeschi takes a shot at Pirlo with the national team. I play in my role. Again, he never said I play. He never said literally word for word. He never said in the national team, I play in my role. But there are quotation marks over it. There's the, the journalistic standard in Italy is weird. It's really weird. Yeah, man. They, they, have, to, they have to get those clicks, man. The newspaper sales are at an all, all-time low, so they got to do what they got to do. <laughs> you, ever see, you ever see, like, if you go to gazzetta.com, um, Spalletti? Question mark. Potrebbe venire? Like, <laughs> that's obviously not... They're asking the questions, but also answering it themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But imagine if some... You know, you know what? You know what would be awesome? If, like, somehow, I, if I ever got interviewed on... I mean, anyone, if anyone, if anyone wanted to be satirical about it, but if I, if I ever got interviewed on Italian TV and someone asked me a question, I would repeat the crux of the question, stroke my chin, stroke my chin, and then answer so that when they quote me with the question in the quote, it will actually be accurate. So someone says, what are your thoughts on climate change? I don't know. I'll say climate change. <laughs> the... the the, the verdict's out, or I, I don't know. 
is changing. Yeah. <laughs> but then the quote would actually be climate change question mark. Then it would be appropriate. Anyway, so so we're we're we're, we're working within uh, we're working under very uh, under very uh, very difficult circumstances right now whereby we don't even know uh, who the squad is. Let, let, let's 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 have fun with this. Who do you think will be the two guys to wind up getting cut? We can go over the full 28 that are still in the, that are still yeah, it's only two guys. Point. We don't like. Yeah, it's not the end of the world that we don't know the two guys that got cut. Yeah, I'll, I'll run through the. I'll run through the twenty eighth to be cut down to twenty six, which, as you're listening to this, already has been cut down to twenty six. So we've got Donnarumma, Meret, and Sirigu in goal. Those are the three goalkeepers. Dead set, no problem. Defense. Well, well, wait, wait, wait. Sirigu shouldn't be in there. He was like the worst keeper. We'll, in we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We can okay. get to that. I'm just, I'm just running through everyone. Okay, so. Okay, okay. Okay, so we've got Acerbi, Bastoni, Bonucci, Chiellini, Mancini, Tolloi, Spinazzola, Florenzi, Emerson, Palmieri, and Di Lorenzo in defense. Nicolò Barella, Brian Cristante, Giorgino Frello, uh, Manuel Locatelli, Lorenzo Pellegrini, Matteo Pessina, Stefano Sensi, and Marco Verratti in midfield. And the attackers that were kept as of two days ago were... Belotti, Berardi, Bernardeschi, Chiesa, Immobile, Insigne, and Politano. Um, yeah, I saw someone, I saw a Hellas Verona fan go nuts last week. I mentioned it on the pod last week because apparently, like, apparently, you, you uh, know he, he, thought, he, thought, he thought, no, someone on Twitter was saying, oh. you know, a, a reply guy, a reply guy. I think oh. it might have been, it might have actually been on, like, the post of the 33-man provisional squad. And I think apparently this guy was pissed that Mattia Silvestri was omitted and <laughs> said, what's Sirigo doing there? How does it work? More goals you take, the more, <laughs> the more your value is or something <laughs> like that. But it's it's I, I, you you gotta love that man. There's not there's a lot of I think there's a lot of people that don't give a fuck about international football. Um, but but I don't know. That's that's the impression I get. But then when a tournament comes around, you, you see that people really do care. They do. They they're just very selective about when they want to tune in. And you gotta love the passion that people have to the point that they are pissed about their goalkeeper not being considered for the third goalkeeping spot yeah well is that there's that notion that you know every every country has that in even in, in england um you know leicester leicester city fans are always saying that you know leicester players are not picked because leicester are not considered to be a big club so in italy it's the same you know these mid-table lower clubs the fans always feel like they're the players that are deserving to go a call up means something a call up means something yeah, of course, you know man. it's it, it's still it's still it's still meaningful i guess in a lot of ways even if you just wind up riding the bench the whole tournament and wearing a suit more than you wear more than you wear a jersey right it, it still means something i don't know if you saw that guy um is it ben white from brighton who got called up mm. by gareth southgate to the provisional squad a few days ago he broke down in tears he knew he was probably going to get cut but yeah, you know, he, he was a part of the he's a part of the system that's big for Brighton. Um, but but anyway, yeah, Salvat Big Sal, Big Sal Sirigo. Uh he'll probably be there until he retires, man. As long as he's a starter in City, yeah. But but you know, these guys are just there. They're not it is it should be like a meritocracy, you know, the, the national team, but he is just there because he's always just been like the experienced number two, you know. And I guess every national team coach has their favorites, and obviously. Mancini likes uh, Sirigu. I don't have a problem because obviously, touch wood, Donnarumma will be completely fine for the whole tournament. But these, you know, the, the second and the third keeper won't even see the pitch um, unless it's like a, you know, one of those games where they just run them out for a little bit. But it's just like on a 
you know, on my inside, it's just, you know, I feel like Cranio should have been in there. Cranio's have been having good seasons for Cagliari. I was mad that I was mad that Pierre Golo wasn't considered, although I wasn't shocked, but I, I was mad that he wasn't considered because I want hey, to see man, that guy lost his place to like a Sportiello at one point. You know? Yeah, yeah, but he won it back. I don't know. I, I thought I thought he had some good moments at times this year, but I, I just want to see ballers in the national team, man. I want to see. Yeah. I want to. See, I want to see fucking. I want to see fucking the drip. drip lords. I want to see. I want to see the drip lords exactly. Like if the third goalkeeper is not going to play, I don't care if he has experience or not. I don't want a guy with gray hair. I want. I want a guy who'd come in with like a giant Ascolana. Like, yeah, that's that's what I want. And I want and I want the Roma rap scene to be in the stands at the bot at the bottom at the bottom section with their fucking face tattoos above their eyebrows. And at the end of a big game, I want Golo to go over and hug them, and I want them to all be like taking stories with the. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, um, managers love. Managers love in international tournaments bringing an experienced goalkeeper for character reasons. It's a mm. great excuse. It's a great excuse to bring a guy because he's a veteran, because you know he'll not play. If you're taking an outfield player because he's a veteran presence, I mean, there's a chance that he might have to step in at one point. The third goalkeeper is never going to wind up playing. So yeah. you can always have that as an excuse. Like, oh, yeah, he's good for morale. He's good for lock. He's good for he's a good locker room presence. I don't know. Well, I hope Meret is number two at least. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Gigi Donnarumma is not. Listen, Alex Meret is going to be just like just like Marco Amelia, just like Peruzzi got screwed over because of Buffon. I mean, you know, Meret is never going to play more than 20 games for the Italian national team because he's born two years after, excuse me, two years before Gianluigi Donnarumma. And, and, and Donnarumma is probably going to wind up being a more, even if a really young, if a, a super young stud. It'll probably happen at one point. In 10 years, there'll be a 19-year-old who comes through and Donnarumma's 32, but Donnarumma will still be the guy because it'll be his spot to lose. It'll be his spot to lose. You know what I mean? It's just how it works, man. If you, it, it, I find that usually if you have a world-class goalkeeper like Buffon, who is different because he's probably the greatest goalkeeper ever, but I think if you have just a generational goalkeeper who, who's, who's for 15 years, you know, 15, 20 years, but... For, for, for at least a decade is like among the elite in Europe. Usually they're not getting bumped from their yeah, national yeah. team. They just win it early on. They get a little bit lucky. One cycle ends, another begins, and that's it. Oh, yeah. Who gives a shit? I, listen, I yeah. think the two cuts have to probably come. I, I suspected the cuts would come in attack and in defense. I thought one defender would get axed, and I thought one winger would get axed. I suspected it would probably be Matteo Politano, um, but... Uh, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be one of the mids and one defender. Who do you think it might be? Because I, I, I think you want you want depth in midfield, especially because Marco Verratti is. I mean, if he's in the twenty-eight, it's because he's gonna be in the twenty-six. Nothing's gonna change. Nothing's yeah, going yeah. to have changed in the last two days that he would be cut. If he's in right now, it's because they're hoping that you know they'll be able to kind of keep gunning for his fitness and time. And but he may not be able to play full nineties. So I think you need depth in. The central midfield position for sure. Sensi, man, Sensi is, is so unreliable. I think you know. I think it's, it's too much of a gamble to take uh, for Mancini in a tournament. You need to at least be. You've got one injured guy, so in Verratti, who, who will probably miss maybe the first or second match. They're saying he might be, you know, back to full fitness by the knockout stage. So um, Sensi, man, yeah, he got injured in the last game against Udinese. He's just too injury prone. Like I love Sensi, um, and uh, clearly Mancini. As I was saying earlier, you know, he has his favorites and CNC still makes the team, even though he's barely played for Inter, which shows how much Mancini likes him. But I think it's too much of a gamble to take CNC to the to the tournament. Do you really think that? I mean, I guess it's a little bit different now because we're a 26 man squad and not a 23 man squad. But you think we need 
six center backs. Toloi can kind of play as a hybrid center back and right oh. back. But right now we have six. We have six. We have Bastoni, Acerbi, Bonucci, Chiellini, Mancini, and Toloi. Um, Toloi has to make the team because although I don't think he's that spectacular yet. Yeah, look, he's the captain of Atalanta. He's he's a captain of one of the best sides in the league. Yeah, I know he's an Oriundo, but fuck it, you know. Italian, Italian background. He obviously likes the country enough to want to play for them. Is it opportunistic? Maybe. I'm not a big fan of that, but whatever. Let's put that out the window for a sec. He's right-footed. You've got him and Bonucci. That's it. You've got Acerbi, Bastoni, Chiellini, and Mancini, Mancini. that are all left-footed. They're all no, left-footed. He's right-footed. Is he? I thought he was a lefty. No, no, no. I've been saying that for weeks. I've been saying for weeks that we have no right-footers. I've been frantically looking for one. I was even like digging down the pecking order saying like we've got like Armando Izzo and Daniele Rugani but uh, I was I was I remember I had a very heated discussion with Nick Gentiletti a few weeks ago saying that it was a big issue that uh oh my god hang on I, I gotta stop myself for a sec I, I just put the stream back on the the rice stream the che posta per te notte azzurra stream back on thinking that there might be some news of some kind they're like I think they have is that Clementino the rapper I think he's up on stage Wow. And they're they're playing some yeah, and they've got Immobile and Insigne there because they use them as the two token Napoletani all the time, and and they've got Clementino the rapper. Is is he fucking freestyling? <laughs> I, I think they're singing too, bro. I think Insigne and Immobile and Donnarumma are all singing as well. He's like rapping a verse. What the fuck? Thanks. Freestyling. But uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but like the Italian social media team always goes nuts on Insigne and Immobile because they speak like Napoletano together. Yeah. They, I, I find it so, I don't know. I find the whole thing cringe. This whole, this whole idea. Hey, let's get the Napoletani up here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've got Clementino here. Yeah. Yeah. Dite qualche parole in Napoletano. Like a, like a fucking, like a fucking puppet on a string. You know? Um, what was I, what was I saying? Left footers. I went on a tirade with Genaletti saying, look at all the lefties we have. We've got fucking Ogbonna and Romagnoli who aren't even getting into this team. And they're lefties as well. Um, well, in any case, well, in any event, yeah, I think it's between so Mancini right. and Toloi for sure. I think it's between one of them two, and I hope I don't rate Mancini that highly, you know. Even though he's a big Materazzi fan and all that kind of stuff, he's got a Materazzi tattoo, and he's got you know obviously the future of Italy for you know he's young and everything. But I just don't, I don't rate him as highly as others. Twenty five, right? So yeah, yeah. Is... I hope he goes. I hope he goes instead of Toloi because yeah, as you said, there's no like there's no. Like what is he not gonna be there be there for the long term? He's like thirty two years old, Toloi. Like I would rather take someone like Mancini than uh, than Toloi. And Mancini is very comfortable on the ball and he can play even defensive mid. I've seen him for Roma sometimes, so he's he's adaptable as well. Yeah, um, I'm just confirming here. He is right footed. You're correct. Um, so well, um, I look like a moron, but at least at least it's for uh, you know at least at least it's good news. We have a little bit more, uh, a little bit more yeah. experience. Adrian, Adrian showed you up last week as well with your on your Pazzini knowledge. Yeah, that's right, that's <laughs> right. He did. Yeah, I didn't. I but you know, before my time, I wasn't. I was. I was like eight years old when yeah. he was playing for 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 Fiorentina. My earliest, my earliest memory was of him at uh, was of him at Samp. I think the right back stay as is. So Lazzari got cut. Um, and and Biragi got cut as well. <laughs> My guy Biragi, <laughs> your guy Biragi, your guy Biragi. <laughs> um, yeah, best best love back on earth. The what was fuck? We 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 were joking about this a while ago. You and I, we had a little exchange in in our Twitter DMs, and oh fuck, so it was something to do something to do with something to do with Cristiano Biragi serving you up a cross 
because Roberto Carlos, I might have to go find this in our tw- in our <laughs> Twitter combo. I don't know. I think I think Roberto Carlos was was in like a commercial of some kind. Fuck, I don't remember what it, I don't remember what it was. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't remember. You know, I, I, a lot. I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big fan of uh, yeah I'm a big fan of Cristiano Biragi because he uh, because he scored that he scored that one goal in a qualifier in like a Nations League game once and threw up <laughs> and threw up the gang sign one three for Davide Astori. Um, yeah, no, he's he's a, he's a real interista. We'll respect him. He's he's got a limited ability, but he's he's doing the best he can with it. Does does uh, Gianluca Mancini really have a Materazzi tattoo? Yeah, man, this guy, I think I he has like that. number 23. I think he has like number 23. And he wears number 23 as well because that, of Materazzi. That's fucked. That is fucked up. So he, he has to be an Interista. I guess, I guess. Yeah, and, he, and he's done, he does the skinhead look and everything. You know, this guy is full, full Materazzi head. Full, full, full Materazzi head. Um, here we go. Okay, I found it. So, pulling this up. This tweet, oh fuck me! This tweet is from a suspended account. Are you kidding me? The contact. Oh. Okay, well, I won't. Be, at one point, you just. At one point, I tweeted you something from a banned account. I have no idea what the tweet was, but you said, "Waiting for the day, Cristiano Biragi delivers my food." Fuck! What was it? Anyway. Oh yeah, it was. It was someone, someone in the London or somewhere ordered something off Deliveroo, and the guy, guy's name. Oh right, was- it, was, it was Roberto Carlos, right? Roberto Carlos is delivering your food or something like that. And he said, and I think he said something like, I think he said something like, yeah, put, put some swaz on it or I, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I can't wait for the day Biragi delivers my food. <laughs> that was so anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so, so here we, so here we go, baby. It's, uh, it's, we're past 11, we're past 11 PM uh, Italian time. Still no news. Still nope. no fucking news. This is, this is, this is, um, I mean, this is, uh, it's, it's what it is. It's what it is, man. It's, it's just what it is. I guess, and, but, but what kills me is nobody's live tweeting. Nobody's live tweeting news. Like, I can't, I, I, how, how few people are watching this event? That's what, that's what I don't get. You know what it is? You know what it is? Because my Twitter is curated to like English Calcio. Yeah, the entire yeah. East Coast of the United States doesn't even know that Rai, they don't even know how to watch Rai Uno. So, so they, they have no idea that the squad's even being announced right now. So until those people are out with their pitchforks, wondering why, I don't know, why Matteo Politano is cut or whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah. No news. Well, look, let's talk about Moise Keane. I want to talk about Moise Keane because he, uh, he's one guy who I really thought was a lock. And he didn't make the cut to 28 men. So although we don't know what the final squad's going to look like, we know that he won't be a part of that. Um, I thought he might have got in because he's a number nine, but he's pretty flexible and he plays out wide a lot. So, uh, I, I, look, I, I, I know that when you play with one striker, as we do in a 4-3-3, you don't need ample nines, but you definitely want to have options. So I was very surprised that they got rid of him. What, what, yeah. what do you what do you make of that one? I know a lot of people are pissed off because he's young. That's the thing, you know. We have this stupid youth bias, you know. Everyone's everyone's a here. here we'll, we'll use this word again. He's a, everyone's a youth merchant. Everyone is a youth merchant. People get fired up when a Gen Z guy gets called up to the, the national primavera merchant. They fuck yeah, the primavera merchant. They get fired up. They really fucking do. Like Giacomo Raspadori got called up, and people were like, "Shit," you know. But you know, let's let's be let's be honest. Moise Keane's He's 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 not like other guys. He's been playing 
first team football for like maybe three years now. He's done it at Juve. He really struggled at Everton a year ago, but he had an excellent season at PSG for one of the top sides in Europe. And he's looked good whenever he has played for Italy. And Mancini seemed to have taken a liking to him. I know he had some disciplinary issues and he wanted him to grow up a little bit, but I was under the impression that he'd kind of come around a little bit. So I was very surprised to see him go. Do you think it's a case of other guys just being better at playing as right wingers? Or do you think it's anything else? Or do yeah. you think it's a stupid, do you think it's a stupid decision? No, I, I am disappointed as well, like you, and surprised a little bit because uh, I did a video a couple of months back with Anthony on Inter Worldwide on my channel where we pr- kind of predicted the squad uh, and we put we put Moise Keane. We, yeah, we thought it was pretty certain because just because of how versatile he is, you know, you could play as a number nine or as the winger. So we thought, you know, for that vers- uh, versatility, he would make it. But I think that versatility has also come against him because he doesn't really have a role yet. I think... I watched him at PSG sometimes, most of the time, I think he's played like right wing and uh, sometimes he plays forward. So he doesn't, I don't think he's solidified himself as, you know, that number nine still. So that, that's probably the reason. Um, I also heard that he might have had a little injury issue as well. That's what I was reading as well. So that could have been um, an issue as well, but no, I am disappointed. And just to take him on, you know, sometimes you'd like to take these guys just for the experience, you know, to go to a tournament and, feel the tournament you know environment and the pressure and everything sometimes it's just nice even if you don't play that much just to be there with the team because he's going to be Moise Keane is going to be the future of this Italian national team so you would yeah, hope. It is a shame. yeah you would hope but let, let's not forget the last time we had the last time we had a you know a, a guy like him a number nine who we thought might be able to kind of go on and be a world-class player because it's very hard to be an, it's very hard to be a world class player in an attacking position. It is. Um, we have world class players in other positions. Our our, our goalkeeper is a world class shot stopper. Marco yeah. Verratti and Jorginho are very good ball movers. I think Nicola Barella is not in his prime yet, but I think he'll probably get there. I think if he doesn't, and, if he has a good Euros, he can solidify himself as you know one of the best in his position. Definitely, but we haven't had a bonafide, and we've been lamenting this for a while. And I know Chiru, I know Chiru Immobile won the Golden Boot last year in Europe, but it feels like we haven't had a real, quite world class, center forward for a while, you know. And Balotelli was that guy that we thought might be <laughs> him, and I bring him up, yeah, because it's low hanging fruit. They're both rep by Minoraiola. They're both black. They're both they both faced racial profiling and they they both came through super young they they both came through big clubs they both moved abroad um there there are a lot of there are a lot of easy low-hanging fruit comparisons to make but i don't know we see what happened with him it's not because you start young and have a little bit of success that it means that it'll be sustained so uh, look i think balotelli played because he was really the best that we had he was he fully deserved it he and he, he proved it when, yeah. when he played for us for that three-year cycle consistently, he was where most of our goals came from. He probably still has more goals than most guys that are in the current think, Italian yeah, he's side. The, he's, the, he's the most active, I think, the highest active goal scorer still. Wow. Holy crap. Well, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't shock me. Um, but again, you know, Moise Keane, 21. Okay, I know Balotelli was in the side at his age, but it doesn't mean that there's going to be it doesn't mean that because just because you're in the team at a young age doesn't mean you're going to have sustained success. Let's not forget Fabio Borini made the Euro 2012 side. Yeah. Now he plays but, in Turkey. 
And he's yeah, 30. But he's Barini, not even 30. Barini would never really had much talent. He was always, you know, a, a hustler, a hard worker. Yeah but, yeah, but he was young, bro. He was 21, bro. And he scored 12 goals for Roma that year. He was 20 years old, bro. So, you know, 20, 21 years old, and he scored like 10, 12 goals for Roma in a given year. What are you doing? You're crazy not to call him out. I remember people, I remember people were mad that Mattia Destro didn't get called up because he scored like 13 goals for Siena. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if I, I made this argument to a friend of mine, Matteo Politano is an excellent player. And if he were 21 years old and he were cut, we would be up in arms that a guy of that level of quality is cut but also a guy at that level of quality who's 21, bro. He's young, bro. He's 20. Let's take age out of the equation. You gotta, you, you have to look at how a guy's doing right now in front of exactly. you. You, yeah. you. You have to. So although Matteo Politano probably won't have as, you know, in 20 years when we look back on both players' careers, I don't think that Matteo Politano will have had a better, more successful, more fruitful career than Moiskian. But you have to base it off of things now. Politano's almost 10 years older than him. What's he born? 93. He's eight years older than him, man. It's seven years older than him. You know, he's been playing the game uh, for, 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 for a little while. And actually, the funny thing about Matteo Politano is I find he's like a carbon copy of Lorenzo Insigne, but the place on, on, the, on, the, on the mirror side. <laughs> Every, everything about him, I think they're about the same. I mean, they, they move very similarly. They shimmy very similarly. And they both cut in on their, on their yeah, strong yeah. foot. It's, yeah. But he's, he's, well, he's, why he's did it never work? Career. He's had the best season of his career. Like shout, shout out to like Gattuso. He's 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 had a bit of a mixed bag at Napoli, but he's uh, Insigne's at the best. Uh, like by num- gold numbers, he's had the best season at Napoli. Politano, Zielinski. So all of these players really flourished under Gattuso. Well, well, why do you think it didn't work under under management at Inter? Was it Spalletti? Was was it Spalletti that brought him in? Yeah. He Politano, was alright. Like under Spalletti, he was decent. Like he was one of our better players in that in that season. And we made fourth under Spalletti. And then under Conte, he, Conte tried to put him in the uh, in the two up front. <laughs> so that that's definitely not the position for him. Yeah. Well, um, I I know I know a lot of I know I know a lot of Partenope are really happy that that he's in the side. He. Um, He's a guy. He's a guy who who I like the movement of, but again, I, I I think he's the guy to go. I think he's the guy to get cut. I just do. I think Federico Bernardeschi didn't have as good a year as him. You could argue that Politano offers more down the right. Um, if you could argue, he does players. offer more. Sorry, he does offer more. I couldn't argue. He does offer more. Bernardeschi's never you, scored as many goals as Politano has this year. Yeah, but watch both players start uh, for for Italy, and I, I think I think you'd be hard pressed to make an argument that Politano is. More dominant. I fucking mean that, man. When Bernardeschi plays in the national team, hey, listen, people can make fun of me all they want. Everyone's saying Porco Dio. Why is he there? Wait until he plays a game. Wait until he no, plays a I game. I agree with you. I agree with you that he does he, play he, a lot better for Italy. So, so I'm saying you can make the case that Politano is a stronger player if you look at how they performed throughout the year. Bernardeschi's not wrong. He wasn't played in the right position by Andrea Pirlo. He wasn't. Now, I also don't think he was coming out and being petty about it because, again, I listened to the interview. It, 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 wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't vindictive or anything, but... Yeah, Bernardeschi is a nice guy. He, he, he wouldn't say things like that anyway. But, no, but, but, but well, you, 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 would, you would assume not. But yeah. I really do think there's a case to be made about the fact that he hasn't been played in a pure attacking position for over a year now. For over a year now. Kulusevski and Chiesa, 
basically relegated him to wherever else he was flexible enough to kind of make do. Um, Federico Chiesa is a guy who I think is going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. Yeah. Because he took the next step this season. Yeah. Well, him and Barella both have. And again, neither are in their prime yet, but they're getting close to it. I think by the time this next tournament cycle is done and we get to the World Cup, we're going to see we're going to see both of them if they're healthy close to what will wind up being the peak of their powers. I think we have another I think we're probably entering a good four-year period now of them both being maybe a four or five-year period of them both being really uh really serious threats for anyone they come up against for our national team and He's a guy who I think is gonna is really gonna because he's you know he 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 plays a high energy style of game but he's he was pretty healthy throughout the year he didn't take any serious knocks I think he's gonna wind up having a really serious uh, role to play I think he's probably gonna wind up starting most games I can't wait for fucking Bernardeschi to get the start against Turkey and for Giesa to be on the bench and for Italy to just implode I can't wait for the honest honestly. I can't, wait. I can't wait for all the unemployed, the legion of unemployed people at cafes to just come out and start, start, start yelling about shit they don't know about. That's 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 one that's one that's one thing that like a lot a lot of people a lot of people probably remember Federico Bernardeschi from four years ago. You have people that are seasonal fans that only come around during yeah. major tournaments. No one knows who Federico, you know, no one knows who Federico Chiesa is if you don't watch Serie A, right? If you only watch tournaments, this is the first time you'll be hearing of him. And I, <laughs> I think he's really good. I think he's. He's destined to, to to really cement himself into a lot into the collective psyche of Italians everywhere's brains because especially when you don't watch a lot of football he's a guy who stands out because you know you watch you watch a game you don't really understand a lot of the nuance but you see this this guy who just runs like a train yeah he's and just, just buzzing past the place exactly exactly man um, let's not forget Berardi bro Berardi man my bola my Calabrese bola. I think he he has to get in. I think he has to, man. He's had so he has had so little luck of getting into international sides. And I, I honestly, <laughs> when I was watching when I was watching the event earlier, and my stream cut out and I got back in, he was the first player who whose face I saw, and I was freaking out because I was like, "Holy shit! Holy shit! He's finally in!" And I only went on to find out that apparently it wasn't the final squad that was being announced live. But by the way, the, the event is still going on. It's still going on right now. Crazy. It's, it's still going on yeah and there's no tweet i keep refreshing there's still no tweet from still, the international account <laughs> no way <laughs> what the fuck oh man napoli fans everywhere are losing their minds sharma we're back live wow um, was raspa how did raspadori get in he wasn't even a part of the 28 <laughs> oh my <laughs> This I think is why, this I think is why it took so long, <laughs> dude. What's going on? Okay, we're 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 back. Little little um, just 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 a little just a little little context. The, the the podcast, the podcast was recorded. Sharma and I were shooting the shit. Um, after after ending after formally ending the show, and um, we were about to sign off and. One last time, we figured we would check Twitter to see if, um, to see if the squad had been announced. I turn on, I turned on my notifications for any time Vivoazzurro tweeted, like the official, the official Nazionale account. And as I say that, I turn to my phone. I go, "Oh shit, it's past midnight in Italy. I think the squad has to have been released now. The show would have happened." I get a notification. Oh shit, squad is in, and and he, here it is. Giacomo Raspadori made the fucking squad. 
Mateo Politano's out. I got thrown for a loop, man. Who 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 didn't make it? Who got cut? So Sensi's in. Um, Cristante's in. Who the fuck? Who the Be- fuck is? Pessina Be- got cut. Mancini got cut. And Toloi. Yo, that's no Toloi's here. I see him right Toloi. now. Mancini got cut. You're right. So you were you were you're you're proven you're proven right. I guess you were. Oh shit! And then you were right as well. Politano's out. I'm not surprised. I'm not fucking surprised. Dude, that's cold. That is ice cold. Because I saw Matteo Pessina and I saw Matteo Politano. It's a bad day to be named Matteo. I saw, yeah. the two, I saw the two of them on the show. So this show was literally just a tease. It was a preview. It was probably pre-recorded. Wow. Giacomo Raspadori made the score. Well, you know how before we were saying how oftentimes a young guy will be taken to kind of just give him a little tournament experience. And it's disappointing that Moise Keane wasn't that guy. I guess the intention was to always do that in Giacomo Raspadori. Holy crap. I'm shocked because Raspadori, again, was with the U21. So he was he was out of the picture for a while. We assumed that he got cut, and here he is in the final squad. Yeah. Again, I know this is... Pessina wasn't even... Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about Pessina because I felt like maybe he did enough with Atalanta. I thought he was in. Yeah, he scored two goals against San Marino the other day as well. He looked like... Man, there's not much more that guy could have done. The season he yeah. had, the season he had, and the show. I thought maybe Cristante, if it was gonna be someone, I thought maybe Brian Cristante is a bit of you know underwhelming time in. Cristante is the sixth center back in the side, is what he is probably. Yeah, true. And Sensi, oh. my boy, Sensi made it, even though he's uh, he's glass legs, he still made it. Yeah, Sensi and Bernardeschi, even though they barely played all year because they have Roberto Mancini's nudes <laughs> or something. What do you think? What do you think Roberto Mancini's nudes would uh, would 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 be like? Because he he feels like a guy that. I know it's a really weird question, but but I had this thought today. Um, he he he's got this he's got this middle aged sex icon look about him with the long hair, full head of hair, very tanned. He he's sponsored by Richard Milley. He's sponsored by Maserati. He goes to salt based restaurants. He's very stirato in the way he in the way he dresses. Um, I don't know. He he feels like a guy that loves moccasins and 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 linen shirts. You know. Um, yeah. Do you think so? Do you think he has tan lines? Do you, what do you think there is about? Oh. What do you what do you think is what do you think it is about his nudes that are that embarrassing? I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, Maurizio Sarri did accuse him of you know being swinging swinging the other way. So I don't know. Do you think maybe there's know. a secret that he doesn't want to get out, and Federico Bernardeschi has a secret? I don't know. I. Listen, you, your 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 boy Sensi's in. Be happy. I'm actually happy that Sensi's in because I think he's he's a good creative player on the ball, and we need that. Um, yeah, yeah. More, more so than Piscina. I like Piscina as well. I probably would have taken him to be honest, because again, I think we need depth at the center mid position. I'm gonna have a miserable time in edit right now, but <laughs> anyway, we, we we had to bank this just just to point out that this this podcast is gonna be an entire mess because we're gonna have started off not knowing who the squad is. We're then gonna cut away to the. We're gonna we're then gonna cut away to the to this section here where we where we have a full announcement of who the squad is and, and, and motherfucker I don't know I don't know I don't know how we're gonna wind up doing this I'll, I'll I'll tease it in the intro and I'll kind of I'll kind of I'll kind of give a full outline of how uh, how I choose to break this down but this is yeah this is this is there's a little they, bit they of a there's a little bit wasted a, ten minutes after the actual like midnight deadline to tweet it I repeat ice cold ice cold having filmed the whole thing with not the squad. They could have just brought out the squad, said these are the guys that I've selected, and then we could do the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do a whole show, and then maybe midway through you introduce the guy. Anyway, 
in any event, I'm 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 pleasantly surprised that Giacomo Raspadori is on because again, I'm I'm a primavera merchant. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I'm yeah, you've been hyping him up for a few weeks. I remember you say, Yeah, maybe Raspadori is he's good. <laughs> I like on, the way he, well, he's a number nine as well. He's a very small number nine, but he he's a very good finisher. I like the way he moves in the box. He's 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 got he's got really good, he's got really good he's been linked to inter box. recently. Can you guys afford anyone? All right, all right, chill out, mate. I don't know. Stick to uh, you, 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 you. Come on, you can't hoard all the fucking young primavera kids that everyone gets hyped about. You've already got Sebastiano Esposito and Andrea Pinamonti. So Sebastiano Esposito hypes about Pinamonti. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's the point. People do. Primavera merchants do. They see Pinamonti. He's the name they recognize and say, "Bro, our under twenty-one team is stacked, bro." Um, no, I've. Fucking, fucking Sebastiano Esposito with with his three goals and thirty appearances for Venezia and Serie B. That, that's that's who you that's who you've got. It's a little harsh, a little harsh going after an eighteen year old kid, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I just shamelessly did that, Sam the Juventino. Um, fucking. But by the way, Venezia getting promoted to Serie A. Um, big up to them. I, I so I'll give a double hero of the week here to Venezia for for obtaining promotion because that's going to be ridiculously exciting next year, just on the basis of the fact that it's going to be a cool narrative, a really cool city that a lot of people are going to want to uh, tune in to watch. I think um, and six celebrations on the gondolas. Well, that's the thing. So I think people will want to watch Venezia. Then they'll watch them and say, "Okay, this is shit" because they're a newly promoted side, but. There are going to be really cool um, profiles done on the club throughout the year, and I'm looking forward to that. And uh, they'll definitely be including the footage of the parade on the gondole in the in, in the Gran Canale that that they that they that they pulled together the other day. It was fucking absolutely sick. But second hero of the week has to go to Giacomo Raspadori for doing just enough at the end of the year to get in, baby. I, I'm on board with that. Fuck it. I'm 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 shamelessly on board. If I were listen, if I were a 13 year old kid, I'd get his jersey. I have yeah. a new rule. I have a new rule of not getting the jersey of anyone younger than me. It's a new rule until I'm like past the age at which I could play football. So if I'm 50 years old and I I want to get a kid's jersey, maybe I will. But even then, I'm like, eh, I'm a grown man. I don't want to. You, you never want to be. You never want to be the fat, grown, unemployed guy at the cafe wearing a Lorenzo Insigne jersey who's 25 <laughs> years younger than you. It's a tough. It's a tough look. With the so, uncle belly. What was that? With the uncle belly sticking out. <laughs> with, the, with the uncle belly. So I'm. Uh, no, I'm. I'm not doing the Raspadori jersey. But if I were younger than him, I would. So so anyway, I know we have a lot of younger listeners. Um, in, we're in high school and shit listening to the pod he's he's the guy who i uh who, who who you've got the seal of approval to go get the jersey of this year he, he's he's your hipster pick i'll give you an example in 2012 i got jovinko um in 2014 i got insigne in 2016 i got bernardeschi you see the trend so i would always go for the youngest kid can't do that now because i'm older than them and it's a little bit sad but yeah anyway i, I still bought the jersey but you got to keep it blank now you got to keep it blank yeah yeah, don't do yeah. your own. Name. Don't Thrones do your... of the week to Puma actually for those new jerseys. Like those, the the jerseys Italy had for last uh, for last year, they were so good. The Renaissance era inspired print, and now they do these training. They look like training kits, bro. They're awful. Yeah, that's 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 not really a hot take anymore. <laughs> but 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 I think people will continue to say that for the till the end of time, as long as they wear those jerseys, or until footage of them wearing those jerseys just spontaneously combusts and, and disappears because anytime anyone looks at that, they'll say, what the fuck are they wearing? It looks like a training jersey. It's the only take you can have looking at that yeah. jersey. It's a real it's a real shame. And again, the intention was never for the kit that we wear to be that one. 
it was supposed to be the renaissance trifecta the only reason that we've got this fucking trash funky kit now is because um because it's a it's a year between tournaments and it was meant to be just a gap it was meant to be a gap kit so I, I was really holding out hope, hoping that we wouldn't wear it, but I don't know. So far, the Azzurini wore it, and they 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 they, they shot the bed in it. So let's let's hope that we wear blue the whole uh, the whole tournament. Um, but anyway, but back to your regular programming, uh, where Rahul and I will continue our discussion, uh, totally in the dark and not knowing who is actually a part of the Italy squad, which which we now just got confirmation of. Enjoy. How did you? Uh, how did you get to? How did you get to supporting Yadzuri? Obviously, you, you've got an Italian background. You're from Italy, but you you've not been in the country for a while. Why? Uh, why Italy and not England? Um, well, where do, where do your affinity? Where where where's your affinity? Yeah, I grew up in uh, in Italy in a small, very small village in the in the um, in Modena. Um, you know, a, a village literally had uh, that has one bar and one shop. Like that's like literally one thousand people probably population that, that small of a village um you know a place where everything stopped when it when Italy used to play so yeah just you know I grew up there that was my childhood my passport is Italian so I feel a connection to Italy I don't really I like England as you know the the football team like some of the players but I don't have a, much of a connection to them and yeah I don't support them internationally it's Italy Italy's my team um and yeah um, I, I unfortunately I moved to England on, in 2006, so I missed out <laughs> in 2006 on all the whole celebration. That would have been crazy. How old were you when you uh, moved to Italy? Oh, I was like one years old, one year old. So yeah, from one from the age of one till 13, I was in Italy, and then 13 until now. So I'm in England. So I've done half, yeah, literally half my life in Italy and half in England now. So. What what was it like to be in a town that small and be a foreigner? Oh man, it it was it was now that I think about it, it was weird. But back then, I didn't used to think like about it. But now that yeah, I was literally the only brown guy in the whole like my whole school, there was a few Moroccan guys and me, and we were the only brown people there. Um, but I guess because I have quite like light complexion for an Indian guy, so I kind of used to fit in quite well, and my family was like well assimilated, so. You know, it wasn't it wasn't much of a of a deal. Um, yeah, but it was it was when I think about it now, it was it's quite a big deal because um, yeah, there was no one else, and then a few Indian families. By the time I moved out, it got you know more foreigners started to come in. Um, but yeah, when I was like really young, I was literally the only foreigner there. So more and more people came into that one town. How does that how does that happen? This this word gets out that there, there's a few pies there's a few paisans in the one in the one little town. Let's we can all con we can congregate. It's cool. We, you have a few people that'll help you out because that's usually how it works in any in any kind of immigrant community. But usually it's on a more it's on it's on a much larger scale because usually it's in a bigger city and you have larger immigrant communities. An example is Italians in Montreal, for instance, right? Yeah. You know, it's 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 it's, it's an English it's an English speaking country in a French speaking province, um, so uh, the, 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 there's definitely there's definitely advantages to having people who have your back. But again, we're, we're, it's, it's a big city. It's not a town of a thousand people. Town of a thousand people's. I know what that is. That's where my grand. That's where my it's where my grandparents are from. It's where my dad hails from. My mom's from a little bit of a larger town, small town by most 
yeah, it's 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 I don't know. It's 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 a larger it's a larger community. My dad's my dad's town is thousand people, so I know exactly what that's like, and I'm just trying to picture it because everyone knows everyone. Literally, you run down the street, hey, so and so, um, and it's not only in Italy. You get that in a lot of parts of the world, right? Yeah. Any any small town, any small town, but. Yeah. How, how does, how does, how does an immigration, excuse me, how does an, how does a little immigrant community form in a, in, in a place that small? Is it? It is it's like, no, we didn't know the, the Indian family that moved in. I remember we didn't know them. We just kind of, you know, you just kind of see like, Oh, brown guy. Oh, Hey, brown guy. <laughs> you nod, just kind of, nod, respect. Yeah, you nod, and then you, obviously you'd find out that you're both, you know, from the same area and like, you know, my parents spoke to each other in like Punjabi and got to know each other and stuff, but yeah, it was, it was just, I think it's just by chance, you know, I guess, you know, Italy is, you know, still behind in terms of, it's not, there's not that many foreigners there compared to like here in England, like you have, you know, communities of people from all over the place and Italy is still, um, I guess it's due to the economy, there's the job opportunities are not as much in Italy as in other countries like, you know, Canada and things like that, but it's getting, it's getting there, it's getting more multinational. What's it like to support Liazzuri from abroad and not, in the way that tra- that people traditionally do, because I support Yazuri from abroad. Um, you know, my name's Adamo. I have an Italian passport as well. Legally, we're both we're both Italian, but we have different we have different. You know, um, we, the the way that we attain that Italianita is different. Um, yeah. But it probably means the same to both of us, I guess. But how, well, what's 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 it like for you to be abroad and have? this very personal connection it's not through family it's just through life experience in my case it's it's family in your case it's i guess probably knowing people there and still being in touch with folks that you went to school with and yeah i mean or whatever else it is i don't know and maybe just enlighten me because it's it's a different experience yeah. to what a lot of people abroad supporting yazuri live yeah, no, it's, it's a little bit like supporting Inter out here because there's always, I don't know any of the Inter supporters out here. I know there's like an Inter fan club in London, which I've always wanted to go to, but I've never got the chance to because they get together and watch Inter and stuff together. And I think they do Italy matches as well. But yeah, like usually I just watch him myself, you know, I don't have that. I'm guessing you get together with maybe your family to watch Italy when the, when the Italy matches on and things there's like a that. Big, there's a big community here, right? Um in, yeah, there, there, there's a big community here, which I guess you don't really have in in, yeah. Le- in Leicester, right? Leicester. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you have it if you go to London. London is so yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's little, so many London, has, London has little pockets of every single, uh, every single country, or people from every single country around Europe. I would think. You know, yeah, you you have networks that you probably don't have in in other parts of, in 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 most other cities in the world. I think London is definitely one of those cities that has, that has people from from all over the fucking world have you ever considered going down just to be among other italians because well, for them for the match yeah yeah like yeah, to watch yeah. a game yeah. yeah yeah i would love yeah as i said like the inter ones i've always i've always wanted to go down but i just never like um took a plunge um and yeah for for an italy match it would be good yeah i would love to do like one for like a well funny thing is when i lived in the munich for one year for one of my i did an internship in munich and in munich has is literally they call it the northernmost italian city because there's so many italians in munich <laughs> and um yeah like there there i got to feel like um vincenzo you know, grifo is one of them yeah exactly um, sort of 
from close by. When um, it, I was there for the 2014 World Cup, when which Germany won, but uh, for the Italy matches, we used to go down uh, with all my colleagues and stuff, and there was loads of Italians that I used to work with. So that's the one time I got to actually feel, you know, that sense of a little bit of community and support. Since leaving, since leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 so weird because there there's there's this there's this really odd feeling that people tend to get um when they're abroad um and they're i mean they in in a lot of ways in a lot of ways it feels like people care more about international football when they have ties to a country that they left and that way it kind of you know it it kind of reconnects you to somewhere and yeah it's like nostalgic yeah the, the impression that I've always gotten is that, or it's something that I've heard a lot of people espouse in, in my area is that people in Italy take it for granted. Mm. Yeah, like, that's, that's probably true. Yeah. Because when, when you, when you, when you're outside, you, when they say you, you know what you've lost, uh, when you've lost it, and that you find out once you've lost it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm really fired up for the tournament, man. It would be nice if we can know who the fucking 26 are. Yes. <laughs> still, still refreshing. Still nothing. But... How, how's it? How's it gonna work? How's it gonna work? Is it gonna be twenty six guys in the match day squad, or three guys gonna wind up being in the stands? I'm, I'm not sure. Because yeah, do is it that's do that? That's what I read. That three, three of them will be in the, in the, in the stands. Yeah. So, so this is this is all this is all great until three guys have to sit up in the stands and <laughs> and and and, and by, by the way, by the way, at every other at every other tournament, to the best of my knowledge, I think there was always. Uh, there was always like a provisional couple of guys who I think up until like a later date could be included in the squad. So usually yeah, it would. Yeah, exactly. There were usually like three guys on standby. Oftentimes um, they would stay with the group all the way until the end, even though they were never able to like, I think beyond maybe the, the opening day of the tournament, they can't be registered anymore, but they tend to stay with the group. This is just a more glorified version of that. Yeah, yeah, basically. I think they're allowed to register uh, is for injury. So I think what they've basically done, yeah, is have those backups and they're part of the uh, the standby. Well, the a- the any given guy, you know, so you, you can you can have a guy that was in the stands and, and start him the next game and then flip him right back. I think if you're in the 26 now, you do have the fluidity of, of being, you have you do have the ability to fluidly yeah. move guys as you wish, but you still have to make a choice. Yeah. Is it due to COVID or is it due to the fact that it was a more compact season? And yeah, no, they said it was the COVID because uh, you never know one guy. If one guy catches COVID, you know, it could be two or three that catch it because of how it works. So that's why. Yeah, I can't I can't wait for this. I can't wait for the first COVID scare to happen. Where about where <laughs> yeah. like half a, half a team gets decimated the day before the semifinal. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know if you saw like yeah. France. France lose like all their main guys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you saw Jasper Sillins. You know, you know who would lose their main guys is England. Eng- that would happen to the England side. And they would say, why always us? Uh, yeah. This is, uh, the, yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, the I fish think... and chips was like fishy. Was like, <laughs> no, I don't know if you saw Jasper Sillinson from uh, from Holland got COVID and they just cut him from the squad. They asked him. Oh, they said, "Yeah, they just said you're out. We don't want to wait two weeks. We don't want to wait two weeks." And my first reaction, you know what it was when I saw that, I was like, "Fuck, people are still getting COVID <laughs> in 2021." <laughs> I was like, "Athletes are still testing positive for COVID." When was the last time you heard of a player on a team testing positive for COVID? It's been weeks. Well, Arturo Vidal tested positive the other day. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. 
Arturo Vidal, uh, Arturo Vidal probably. Arturo, gioca non rompere il cazzo. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's my favorite moment from the season, by the way. Arturo Vidal probably, yeah, he, he's pro- he's probably he's probably fucking really anti-vax. There's no way well, that guy. No, that's the funny thing. He 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 had a picture taken last week where he was t- getting the uh, vaccine taken, like you know him with the, with his six pack out showing off the tattoos. And he got and he got and he, he got, got yeah. COVID. <laughs> so not a great advertisement for the vaccine. Stay woke. <laughs> uh, well, uh, listen, I appreciate you doing this, man, but I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea what uh, what, what what else to say. Given that the squad is in, let's 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 kind of put the squad aside for a sec because we more or less know who's going to be there anyway. The big omissions have kind of already happened. The biggest one was probably Kean anyway. What do you expect of the team? What do you what do you what do you what do you think we can do? And what what challenges do you see us having to surmount? to make a run here. Yeah, no, I think I think we can I can I think we can do well. I've I've high I don't have you know too high expectations, but I think we can make it to like a quarter final, semi-final. Uh, I haven't looked at like the group draw in terms of who we would get if we go past a certain stage, you know, the the drawings if we have to like if we get someone like Belgium or France then I don't know if we can get past them, but you think Belgium wants to play us? Well, no, I'm I'm sure they don't want to play us for sure, but um yeah i think i think i think this team can do well to be honest um and i think it's a great preparation for the world cup like i think we can do even better i think we can take this whatever we do in this tournament and we can do even better in the world cup yeah the world cup's in a year man yeah well, not even not even because it's going to be that winter in the winter isn't it year and a half year and a half it's going to be next year so this is this is yeah this is this is all kind of weird because again this tournament was supposed to have long happened i mean this was supposed to have supposed to have happened a year ago now here we are at a point where right as soon as this ends if we do pretty well i think we we don't necessarily have to win this uh in order for it to be a success but if we go on and have a good run i think we can definitely take some of that momentum into 2022 because we're not going through a a new cycle here i mean this current cycle will probably be around for another four or five years most most of the core and yeah. we know that Roberto Mancini signed until 2026. So I think the intention is probably to do just that. And, and I, I think it's, we have to manage expectations a little bit here. We have to just want to, I think we have to want to go on as much of a run as we can. We have to get out of the group. If we do get to the yeah. final, at least it's a tricky not, group, not a disaster. It is a tricky group. Any given game you could lose. I think we're also the favorite to get out of it, but the opener against Turkey is going to be no walk in the park. No, they're, a, no. they're a tough motherfucking side and they had yeah, a great yeah. qualifying round. So if right off the bat, you draw them in the opening game, it could really throw a wrench in the gears. Yeah, man, that, that, that Turkey team, you know, you got a lot of Serie A in there. You got Demiral, Hakan, Chenji Zunda. You know, you got, you got a lot of, uh, got a lot of firepower. Burak Yilmaz has been like scoring for fun in Ligue 1. So I yeah, can't believe that guy's still around. I know. <laughs> But no, I have faith. I have faith. I usually with Italy, the last few Italy squads, um, I've not had high expectations. But this one, um, uh, yeah, I'm expecting us to get at least you know to later stages. Well, um, here, here, here's here's what I always say. It's, I, I think I think we can win it. I think we can. Win I think it. it's going to be enjoyable to watch as well. I don't, yeah, I, I think we can win it. I just think we. 
shouldn't expect to. That's what I, that's what I, that's what I tell people in private is I think we can, people say, Sam, what, what do you think? I say, well, I think we could win it. They say, really, you think you're going to win it? I said, no, I don't think we will, but I think we can, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, like we've got we've got the players. We've got the I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be yeah. shocked. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're not like underdogs. <laughs> no, but man, for 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 a period of a couple of years, it was rough. It was rough going oh, from 2014 to 2018. There was not a whole lot of good in that side, and I know Antonio Conte kind of made it feel a little bit better. But that squad yeah. from five years ago at Euro 2016 was was oh, just. Oh awful now like it actually feels good to be in a position now where we can cut guys as you know and and for it to be controversial you know yeah exactly (laughs) any big team has to omit big players any big team does we're not at a point where we have to omit seriously world-class guys but i think we're getting closer to that point i do did you see did you see uh speaking of the future did you see what happened in the uh in the u21 game yesterday yeah, <laughs> what a crazy game that was, man. This is the under-21 team. They get sent off like every single match. I, I have to say, this is pro- it's probably one of the worst U21 sides we've had in a while, but I think it's yeah. a good, there's a good reason for that, and that's because a lot of the, a lot of the really strong players 1998 and after, born 1998 and after, are in the current senior side, right? We've got Manuel Locatelli, we've got Alessandro Bastoni, we've got Donnarumma, we've got Moiskin was with our group until the end. Raspadori was a call-up to the senior side, but I believe he was a part of the, the U21 setup the other day. But we, yeah. we've, got, we've got younger guys who are a part of our current setup. Tonali Tonali's a guy who, who I think is probably maybe the one really interesting midfielder that we've got in that setup. Otherwise, it's, it's, a, little bit, it's a little bit random. It's a little bit mixed. I mean... Luca Pellegrini is an interesting option, I think, for the future. He's already gotten some senior caps, but... What do you make of Rovella, the guy coming to Juve? I like him. I like him, but I haven't seen enough of him yet. I think Tonali's definitely... I think they're born the same year. I think they're both 2001. Um, I think that... I mean, Sandro Tonali's definitely the more the more polished player. I think Rovella is... What's interesting about him is he's got quite a bit of experience for a guy his age. Like, he's played at... He's played at Genoa for two years now, and he's gotten a good number of starts. Yeah, yeah. So I'm interested to see what will happen, but I think he'll probably wind up getting just lost in the sauce at Juve, man. I think he'll wind up going out on, on loan for a couple of years, and <laughs> it's very difficult to break into a top side like that. So th- that, that's one thing that I'm a little worried about. We saw Tonali struggle to even break in at Milan. I know we had some injury issues, but you know, I, I think a lot of people expected him to be in this Italy side now. And last year, yeah. he might have... Last year, I think some people might have even expected him to be getting in after the season he had for Brescia, despite the fact they went down. Um, what, what kills me is that Patrick Cutrone is still, and I mean, I think he played his, he finally played his last game for the U21s. And you, you made me laugh the other day. You sent me a tweet that I wound up retweeting. You can get out us on uh, Twitter at Calcio Podcast. I, I, I retweeted, I retweeted a picture of Patrick Cutrone with gray hair. And the caption was like, Italia, Spagna, Uven, like under 21, the year is 2032. <laughs> Patrick Cutrone is still there. It feels like he's been there for fucking ever. He's had a terrible two years since leaving Milan, man. Yeah, I think he scored zero goals this season. I think the commentator was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy. Uh, he's yeah, he in in Valencia and he's got zero goals. But he scored yesterday. Yeah, no, as in, as in for club, he's got zero goals. But no, no, was- no, no, I know. I know. I'm saying last yesterday was like the first goal that he had scored. Yeah. It was a nice goal. That was a proper like... Poacher's goal. 
yeah, wound up losing five to three in, in extra time. Why are they doing the tournament in such a weird format, group stage and then knockout stage later on? I think it's because yeah, of the fact that weird. I think it's because of the fact that um, it was supposed to be just a standalone tournament this year, but now it's actually intersecting with the Euro. Uh, which was of Maybe. course supposed to be last year, so I yeah. think they wound up just kind of making. They wound up pulling a makeshift, a makeshift format. But dude, I I didn't even understand until two days ago that this was the actual tournament. I, I was like, wait, what? 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 This is this is this is the Euro. This is the under twenty one Euro. I remember a couple of years ago when we hosted it in close to your hometown. Was it in Reggio Emilia? Two years ago, I, I think. It, I think it might have been. And like Mandragora was the captain, and they went out in the group and. It was great. It was great. It was like it was. It was like oh, this is this is perfect. Give him give him a little bit of give him a little bit of experience in in, in dealing with uh, the kind of adversity that they'll be facing at senior level when they go out uh, when they go out in a group when they go out in the group stage of a World Cup. Uh, this will this will prepare them very well for that. I thought. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, man. Well, um. This has been a brilliant. This has been a fucking brilliant podcast previewing the Azzurri squad. Uh, or rather previewing the tournament based around the Azzurri squad, and we haven't even had a proper squad to break down. So I think that is an only in Italy moment in and of itself. I do. That That, that is the ultimate only in Italy moment. So Still no squad. I, I hate how little I know. Like, I don't, I don't, under, I don't understand. When I was watching the event, I thought it would be clearly just a revelation of, 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 of the list, but, but watching it only made it a little bit. I mean, it, it only made it marginally more clear as to what it was. It was like, okay, I think that they're hyping up the tournament, but there are no, there are no answers. There are no fucking answers. So yeah, again, only an Italy moment in and of itself is the fact that on this podcast, when we wanted to break down the Italy squad, the squad wasn't announced because they were busy doing a talk show type a talk sh- a talk show type special uh, ending at midnight in italy um, i want to give a shout out to the outfits they had on as you said uh, Im- sponsored by emporio armani those shirts are wavy man i have to say the 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 vibe vibe check man of the italy squad any given year is next level we are the most beautiful side in all of Europe, bar none. Uh, I know everyone. I know everyone has. I know everyone has their own taste, but we're always the most well quaffed. But we are, and I, I mean, this is what edges us over anyone else. We are the most well tailored all the fucking time. So yeah, we might lose and we may not qualify for World Cups, but at least we'll do it in a Dolce Gabbana suit. Actually, think about that. Only in Italy will you cuck Dolce Gabbana. For an even better, for an even better uh, alternative, for an even yeah. better alternative in Emporio Armani, <laughs> they got to make the rounds, man. They got to make the rounds and like just go to. They got. They got to pull. They got to pull Gucci out next, like yeah. in, in like in like in five years. In five years, in 2026, at the next at the at the next World Cup in the states, I want I wanted to pull up wearing like just. Just good Gucci, Gucci, fully, fully no, 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 just fully, fully fended out in like very tasteful, very tasteful curated clothing, but yeah, yeah. with like just everyone has to have a belt. Everyone has to have a, a Fendi print belt. <laughs> or just, or just, just the what, what is what is it that upside that upside down F that upside yeah, yeah, down yeah. T is that is that Fendi? Yeah, uh, 
or something like that. Always keen with like one streetwear capsule from from uh, Stone Island. <laughs> yeah, who, who who would? Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Let's name a player and let's name the brand that they would have outfit the squad if it were up to them, right? So, um, you you said Moiskeen and Stone Island. I think that's a really good shout. Let's let let's let's yeah let's do the rounds here. Who do you think? <laughs> who do you think Lorenzo Insigne would want to be suited by, and why? He, he's you know over the years he's kind of grown like he's no he's got like a nice fade these days, nice beard. Like I feel he's he's grown he's grown in terms of class. I feel. Um, I reckon I reckon he could uh, he could rock um, he could rock something classy like a like a Prada or something. Okay. Yeah, but but uh, I don't know. Like I I think I think I think Pierre Gollo would like to be outfitted by like Supreme. Oh yeah, yeah. he's full high beast. You, you you know what I mean? Or no. Yeah. No, 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 no. He would want to be he would want to be fit he would want to be fitted by he would probably want to be fitted by by Palace. I going Palace, Palace isn't old gam enough. I would say off white. I would oh, say yeah, off, yeah. I would say off white. You ever see those videos, dude? You ever see those fucking videos of uh, little kids, like 14, 15, 16 years old, uh, on the streets of any given Italian city on YouTube? And you've got this guy who goes around asking, Quanto costa il tuo outfit? Yeah, 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 yeah. How much does your outfit cost? And you've got these, you've got these little, these, these little 15 year olds just dripping, dripping, wearing like, like, yeah so here's what they always do here's what they always do right they'll say what it is they'll say what it costs they'll say what they paid for it if there's a discrepancy and um what kills me is <laughs> they'll say it's a gift sometimes uh, regalo regalato or um what with the, what the, dude, what they'll always say, no, what they'll always say is what they'll always say is you get this all the time. If you've seen these videos, you know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. If not, I encourage you all to look up Quanto costa il tuo outfit on YouTube. How much does your outfit cost? Or how much is your outfit? I think they probably translated into English as well. If you want to Yeah, there's the English version. He does yeah. the English footballers. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, so so <laughs> so they'll, they'll go up to they'll go up to a kid. Tuo nome, Matteo. Quantani hai? They always fucking mumble, right? Allora, Matteo, quanto costa il tuo outfit? Allora, occhiali, fendi, 300, borsello off-white, 200, maglietta da Supreme, 250, jeans Zara, 20 euro. <laughs> they always wear fucking Zara jeans. It's, it's always what it is. Always what it is. It's always what it, it's always what it fucking is. Those videos kill me. Oh man. So do you have anything else you want to get off your chest before we uh, before we wrap here and just wave the white flag and admit defeat and and uh, and just accept the fact that it's getting super late now and we have no and, and you need to go to bed and. We're gonna go to bed not knowing what the squad is, and we may not even we may not even know what the squad is gonna be until like next week. Who knows? Until the, until yeah. the social media intern comes back from holiday. <laughs> if if it's submitted, it's not the social media intern now. It's 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 the PR guy who decided that this would be a good idea. I don't know. I I'm really pissed that I'm missing this event right now because I want to know what I, I want to know what 
what the hell it is. And again, what kills me is I missed the first five minutes when all the players were announced. Like, so, so I don't know how many guys are a part of it. I, I, I can't believe how fucking, how fucking. No, I think that that show it was like it was just. I don't think that show announced anything. I think it was just literally the twenty eight that was already there. They said that the twenty six would be revealed. That's literally what they said. So I don't know. I don't know, bro. Um, do you have anything you want to add before we uh, before we wrap, my guy? Um, hero of the week, Jorginho, Emerson Palmieri for winning uh, the um, the Champions League. So, you know, taking hopefully taking that Champions League winning mentality into the Euros, and Ingolo Kante just for being Ingolo Kante. Um, yeah, man, you gotta love Pep Guardiola just big braining it again in yeah. a in a final. Thrones of the week. <laughs> What do you think? What do you think that is? Do you think there's anything to that? Do you think he really just wants to tie a hand behind his back so he could say, "Look what I did! You see, I won this with style. I won this with flair. I won this my way." Yeah. I, that's the only thing I could think of it as being. But yeah, he's 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 just he's, he seems to be like that. I've read a few books about him. He just like he just wants to outdo himself and the opposition all the time. Like he wants to be that guy. It comes back to how we started this pod, talking about managers with big egos. Yeah, um, th- that has to be an ego thing. It has to be an ego thing. It really is. Because think about it. He's putting he's putting the need of the club above anyone else's. They aren't telling him we want you to win pretty. We want you to win with flair. We want you to win with your own signature on the game. The players want to win. The fans want to win. The club wants to win. He wants to do it his way, and his ego tells him that his desire supersedes his duty to the club to do. Yeah, to, to, to do that which they've set out for him and that is to be the custodian for the club and try to win at all costs Antonio Conte watched that game and threw up a little <laughs> De Bruyne falso nueve <laughs> <laughs> you imitate him really well you imitate him really fucking well and he's not easy to imitate I've tried before I've tried before I do his English you, I think you do the Italian version well I'll do his English version well I think you do his Italian very well <laughs> I don't know. Let's 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 hear. Sanchez is a top player, but Lukaku non ci sono i soldi. Ripeto, se volete ancora parlare dei miei capelli, potete andarvene a fanculo, però niente, c'è c'è nulla da dire. Stiamo godendo, cioè abbiamo pure litigato. Sono molto, sono molto orgoglioso di questa squadra. Quella squadra è d'Antonio. Andiamo, andiamo, sì. Oh, I'm gonna miss that guy. Rahul, I appreciate you coming on, my man. Um, I very much look forward to keeping in touch throughout the Euro. I'm very happy you were able to come back on. I'm sorry it was under some unfortunate circumstances of the last week. And unfortunately, if you had been able to come on a little, you know, a little while ago when Nima was on, as we had, as we had intended, it would have been under happier circumstances. You that would have been, been like a four-hour-long pod. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, it's 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 um it's it's what it is, man. Inter yeah. are uh, Inter are still Inter. I mean, at least you guys are out of the banter era, but ne- never never a dull moment, never a dull moment these past ten years. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's 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 what you that's what it's what we get for waiting, man. <laughs> it's what we get for fucking waiting. It's it's again, it's, it's an occupational risk of not of not of not putting something out when the when the uh, when the iron was hot. So uh, well, enjoy the summer. Enjoy the summer of. Uh, of uncertainty we'll have to get you on again uh some other time but but uh always a pleasure bro and um keep repping the azzurri up in uh up in lesta 
Always, always, um, yeah. Excited. Only ten days left of the Euros, guys. Excited as hell. Yeah. Forza Zuri, and um, yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, we'll keep in touch, bro. If only we had a fucking squad to uh, to look uh, to look <laughs> forward to to look forward to seeing listeners. You can get at us on all platforms at Cultural Podcast. We are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at that handle. You could like our Facebook page. It's the Cultural Podcast. If you've enjoyed the pod, please subscribe, and you can subscribe to Sharma's. Uh, to Uncle Sharma, excuse me, to Uncle Sharma, to Rahul's channel, to Uncle Sharma's channel on YouTube. It is Uncle Sharma Inter videos. Check out Rahul's stuff. Uh, I'll admit, I watch it once in a while. I do. Um, I'm not not an Inter guy, not an in, not an Inter guy, Frankie. But I, uh, I still, I still, I still tune, I still tune in once in a while just to support the guy. And uh, if you are, uh, if you are Italian and, and do enjoy Liazzurri, uh, um, he does put out stuff surrounding the national team once in a while do you think you'll be doing anything in the coming weeks do you have any plans of content that you want to be putting out during the euro do you have any ideas yeah yeah D- definitely azuri related content i'll do like match reactions like i usually do inter reactions so i'll do azuri match reactions and i think uh, i'm getting adrian on because he's doing euro content this summer as well so we've talked that we're going to do some content together for the azuri Yes, sir. Shout out to Adrian who was on last week. You could check out episode 128 if you want. Uh, but listeners, in the meantime, thanks for listening to this 129th episode of the pod. We appreciate it very much. Uh, little tease. Have a big guest planned again next week. So we'll uh, we'll be looking to preview the Euro a little bit more deep and a little bit more in depth. And uh, yeah, again, hopefully, hopefully the social media <laughs> the social media guy will have gotten the uh, will have gotten the visual out by then, confirming who the squad is. So I will not be I will not be yeah, I I, I won't te- I won't tease who it is because we gotta we gotta get a double confirm we gotta get a doubly confirmed but we've got a tentative agreement with uh, someone who I think will be a lot of fun to get on. Uh, but Rahul, thanks for coming on, my guy, and uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned for uh, more content from Rahul throughout the European Championships. And until then, forza azzurri, and we'll catch you next time. Ciao, ciao. Uh, look, you don't gotta put your cup down. Hold up, drink freely. Holla at me if you need me Maybe you should enjoy yourself Boy, stuck need no help They say fly girls have more fun So what? So you should enjoy yourself Yeah, yeah, you should enjoy yourself It's a room full of strap niggas Strap niggas If the ops run up in this shit, we gon' clap niggas Wound niggas, some slack niggas Pockets felt like a fat nigga Chopping up your side fist with a cup of actors to get Christian Dior. I be all up in the stores. Young nigga, I could buy you what you want. She got a fade ass shorty shaped like Serena. Long hair, brown eyes, shorty look like Selena. Shorty said that she was Puerto Rican. Her pussy wet like Katrina. Oh, two ten on the dashboard. Shorty be clear what you ask for Cause you got that get right mama And I gotta get my baby Listen, I don't want no problems I just want my baby You don't gotta put your cup down Hold up